The question being asked across America today is, where did all the workers go? Although there are a number of very valid responses, one of the answers is nearly two million older adults decided to become ex-workforce employees. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Too many older adults pretend that retired life will be the same, just without the nine to five. Well, it's time to rethink that. Becoming an older adult comes with a new set of realities. One can actively learn them to be prepared or learn by trial and error, which can have plenty of pitfalls. The Colorado Gerontological Society, CGS, is into their fifth decade of being the state's premier leader in aging, providing the key insights and information for older adults to age successfully in today's America. For the newly retired or older adult work dropouts, the next few moments on Medicare and Medicaid, the forthcoming Affordable Housing Summit, successfully aging in place, and other instrumental topics will be key stuff you need to know. The insight is provided by CGS Executive Director, Ms. Eileen Doherty. There's two different programs. On October the 25th and November the 8th, there will be um, a session on new to Medicare, and it will repeat. So if you miss one, you can do the other one. But there, what we really try to cover is information for new enrollees. So we cover things like your initial enrollment period, whether or not you may have qualified for a special enrollment period because you had an employer health plan delayed or deferred your uh, enrollment in Medicare because you had health insurance. Um, We try to look at things like making decisions Um, around do you want a Medicare Advantage plan or do you want a Medicare supplement, what the benefits of each of those types of health care coverage is. Try to explain just a little bit about what the difference is, what basic Medicare covers, so that, again, you can begin to say, okay, these are the services that I can get. A new thing that we're getting bombed with is, people hear only partially what's going on at the federal level. Um, So people are under the impression that somehow we're going to get vision, hearing, and dental services soon as a Medicare benefit. And I don't know whether we'll get anything at all. Um, Because that's a part of the infrastructure thing that they're talking about then? Right. It's part of the, um, the social... Uh, one that they're doing, the the second one that the progressive Democrats are trying to push through. At a town hall last night, Biden announced that he might be able to get a voucher of some amount for dental. While that is helpful, and it would certainly cover basic um, dental needs, if in fact they were able to negotiate that, that is one of the areas where people do not have... um, coverage at this point in time if they stay in original Medicare. If they go to a Medicare Advantage, some of the plans are offering some level of coverage for dental vision and hearing. Yeah. Another thing we try to really make sure is that people understand like what open enrollment is and how that comes around every year and the impact of that if you are looking at Um, your prescription drug plan 
and making sure that you are making good decisions associated with those prescriptions. So that's kind of what we cover on the new to Medicare mm-hmm. um, sessions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Medicare changes, which are the other two sessions on Mondays, uh, one will be on November 1 and the other will be on November 15th. And in those, we'll really be covering more information just about the deductibles, the premiums, the co-pays that will be changing for A and B, as well as the uh, plans, both on the prescription drug side, as well as Medicare Advantage plans, and what those offerings look like, and how to do comparison shopping associated with that. Now, Medicare Advantage is like private health insurance because Medicare only covers 80% and certain selected things, so you need another uh, private plan to fill in those particular gaps. Is that correct, or does... And that is and that is called a Medicare supplement, That's a not supplement. a Medicare Advantage. That's uh-huh. a supplement or a Medigap. Do those come from the same private companies, or does the supplement come from... Medicare itself, you just got to pay a premium for it. No, it comes from private companies. The premium you pay for met to Medicare is your Medicare Part B premium. Right. And then you select either a Medicare Advantage plan or you select a Medicare Supplement plan. The Medicare Supplement is always going to come with an additional premium. Depending on what plan you select will determine the amount. We are suggesting you buy plan G because it gives you the most uh, comprehensive coverage at this point in time. And then you also have to buy a prescription drug plan if you go down that route. And then you have to, again, make the decision uh, on the prescription drug plan, what makes sense for you. There were a lot of increases in premiums this year in the Medicare prescription drug plans. So if you go that route, if you go the other route, which is Medicare Advantage, a lot of the companies are actually offering zero premiums, and they are offering a fair number of them are offering some fairly good benefits, if you will, or add-ons this year. Uh Um, So they've got some dental coverage and they're coming through with some hearing coverage and some transportation support. And some of them, depending on what they look like, have even added in some periodic meals. Um, They come with care management services. Um, So those add-on services are are looking pretty attractive. I know they are, Um, but they're they're doing it without a premium. How do you do that without a premium? I mean, that is, I'm sure everybody's ears just went, zero premium and all this benefit? There has been an increase in reimbursement of the per member per month Ah. um, from the federal government. So the federal government is paying them. Um, a higher reimbursement, if you will, Mm -hmm. to be able then to turn around and offer these services. So they just want your name on the line so they can get the reimbursement. Yes. And the other thing that's always, I always try to make sure people understand is that the basic 
services like doctor's visits, specialist surgeries, ambulance, those kinds of things, labs, x-rays. The Medicare Advantage plans have to offer those. Right. They can make variation every year in terms of what those co-pays look like. At a maximum, they're going to charge you 20% out of pocket. At a minimum, they can reduce those to zero as well. What you have to understand, though, is that the package of benefits and your out-of-pocket that you pay in 2022 may be different in 2023, and it may be different again in 2024. So all you can lock in is what you are looking at for 2022. And then in 2023, there could be significant changes, or it could be very similar. It, It really depends. And in the 25 plus years that we have had Medicare Advantage plans in Colorado, Uh I have seen, so when they first came, we saw a lot of zero premium plans, and then almost everybody went to um, some kind of a premium, and then as time has gone on, I have seen them add benefits, and then that'll be good for two or three or four years. And then they will take um, away some of those benefits or they will um, change what those look like. And then we'll go back into a cheaper alternative, I guess is the way to say it, for the beneficiary. And then you'll be in that pendulum swing for four or five years. And so I've seen a lot of that back and forth over time. So you have Medicare Mondays. How many Mondays? How many Monday Mondays? seminars are we doing are are they in person or virtual they are virtual okay and we're doing so the ones on the changes are november 1 and 15 the new to medicare are october 25 and november 8 okay and then the wednesday sessions actually wednesday october 27th will actually be sorting out medicare advantage versus medicare supplements Okay. And those are at lunchtime. Following week on Wednesday, we'll be looking at Medicare and Medicaid. And then the week after that, we will be discussing a My Medicare account. Um, basically, there's an app now that you can put on your phone uh-huh. and you can track all of your Medicare coverages and your preventive services. Really? And your, all the paperwork that they send you, all of that you can track and do online by establishing a My Medicare account. And okay. then the last week, which will be November the 17th, we'll look at using Medicare and telehealth. Is and it, all of these will be recorded as well. So they go to your and, website to sign up then? Yes. Okay. All right. And if people have trouble with that, they can always give us a call and we'll sign you up and get you the telephone number, and then you can just call in. <laughs> oh, that's great. So when a lot of us, you know, every year, those that are new again, those people who have left the workforce, and on Medicare, we get this this thick booklet from Medicare <laughs> every year. So going to and attending your workshops on Monday can help them sort out a lot of the stuff that's in that book. Yes. The other thing I need to ask you about right now is you're also having um, 
an affordable housing summit that's coming up in November. So, yes, on November 2nd, uh, from 9 to 11.30, it will be virtual again. Uh, So you can sign up online. So what we're really trying to take a deep dive into is the city of Denver has um, an inclusive housing plan. And one of the things that we're really looking at is what's called a health impact assessment. And we're trying to identify within that plan how we can work with the city of Denver to increase housing for seniors. Because one of the things that we know is that a lot of older adults experience both ageism as well as racism when they are looking, especially in the rental market, for affordable housing. So part of what we're trying to do is impact, if you will, the city's plan associated with an inclusive Denver. Sure. The coalition has also been working a lot over the last six months to really come up with what is the definition of affordable. And we've really settled on uh, back on the idea that's been around for a long time of 30% of your income, um, not 30% of the amount charged, but 30% of your income. And so if your income is $1,000 a month, then you really shouldn't be paying more than $300 in rent. So the second question that we um, are really going to grapple with a little bit is what creative ideas or how can we not just talk to the city about You've got to make more affordable housing at this price. Yeah. But what what do people who are experiencing housing issues, whether they're experiencing it as a taxpayer with increased taxes and utilities, or whether they're experiencing it as a renter with increased rent and utilities, both groups of people, if you will, are starting to significantly experience increased inability to actually pay for their housing. On this edition, our guest is Ms. Eileen Doherty, the longtime executive director of the Colorado Gerontological Society. On our next edition, we'll continue with her on Aging in Place, the Health Literacy Toolkit, and other essential aging topics. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Mask up and keep your distance when going out. Grab that vaccine for health and more freedom. And we do appreciate you sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.